houses with gold diggers in them and elevator condos on everything I love. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Rostentations podcast with your host, Ross Lipschultz, uh, bringing to you the next song on the Rostentation show, The Games We Play by Pusha T. Uh, you may not actually, a lot of people may not know this song if you're not a Pusha T fan. However, it wasn't a single, but it is the best song on this album, and I'm going to go all into it. Uh, like f- Rostitutes, um, fans of the show have known for a while, this show goes into depth on a different rap song every single week. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to the 59 downloads I have so far. It's going up, so I got to be doing something at least somewhat right. Um, I Last week, we went into um, Kanye West and Rick Ross's Devil in a New Dress, a personal favorite song of mine. And we're going from a personal favorite song to a personal favorite artist of mine. Pusha T is, in my opinion, one of the best lyricists in all of hip-hop and a bit underrated, and he was for many, many years. Um, Pusha T is a member, of, or was a member of the rap group Clips, um, possibly my favorite rap group ever, and unfortunately was broken up by Jesus, which one can say about many of my relationships in the past, so I can relate. Um, Pusha T was joined by Malice, his brother, who is now a preacher, and I respect his career choice, um, going from drug dealing straight over to the other side of the thing, while Pusha T remains one of the, I would say, hottest rising members of the rap game. Um, again, very similar to my life, broken up by Jesus, I become a high-profile rap personality, that's what the podcast is for, so that's what, maybe that's why me and Pusha T are just so similar, maybe I am Pusha T, I don't know. Um, but I can't do the noise as well as him. Now, if you're not a Pusha T fan, you may not know, but Pusha T is definitely in the all-time rankings of rap noises. Um, there is so, I mean, you have the Jadakiss, ha-ha, and you have the uh, Young Jeezy, ha-ha, which is just a little bit different in voice, but, like, it's, Jadakiss sounds like he hit, like, a helium, is like helium Young Jeezy, but uh, then you have Rick Ross, as we discussed last week, the ha that noise, a classic, but Pusha T has a yeah which is one of his classics has been one of his signature sounds for so long just him like yeah or yuck or i don't even know what he's saying but it's a it's when you hear that uh he actually has a lyric in one of his songs where he goes n words to hear the yeah and they know it's me and that is true once you hear that noise you know it's push and uh it's amazing you can be known by known by just the word yuck but I guess it's better than be knowing just for Yas Queen. So I guess it fits real, really well with his personality. Um, so Pusha T, the games we play from 2018's Daytona, which is actually up for album of the year at the Grammys. And this song, I wanted to do this song before that came out a couple weeks before to give you a primer of why this song is so amazing, why the album deserves it. This wasn't even a single off the album, but hopefully you take a listen afterwards. Uh, Daytona was released in 2018 May, um, featuring guest appearances by Rick Ross, Kanye West, a lot of great producers on this, Mike Dean, Tony Williams, um, and was part of the Jackson Hole Wyoming Sessions. Now, if you're not familiar with the Wyoming Sessions, last week I talked about Kanye West's Hawaii Sessions, where he recorded My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy, or My Dark Beautiful Twisted Fantasy, or My Fantasy Beautiful Twisted Dark um, it doesn't really matter. He chose way too many words. Your album can be shorter. No one gives a shit. Late registration was enough. That's that's plenty. I don't need you to have 17 different adjectives in your name. Anyway, Daytona is part of the Wyoming sessions where Kanye decided to go to Wyoming 
not sure why. Jackson Hole specifically. Um, best Jackson Hole best known where my dad threatened legal action against a hotel in order for us to get a presidential suite, which may be the most Jewish thing someone has done uh, in the past two decades. So uh, respect to him. Shout out J Lip. Um, and no, but so he went out there to there to Wyoming with Clip or with Pusha T with Kid Cudi, Nas. Tiana Taylor, and for seven straight weeks, he uh, released... No, I'm sorry. For five straight weeks, he released a new album. Each one of the artists that I just mentioned had their own, including Kanye West's uh, Yay, which was the final one of those albums. Um, now, this the single off the album was What Would Meek Do? Obviously related to Meek Mill and his jail time. By the way, we got behind Meek. Meek Mill is an okay recording artist. If he had not gone to prison, he would not be nearly as famous as he is now. Um, which is the reverse of Rick Ross, who is f- most well-known for being the guy who went from a prison guard to stealing someone's name to then becoming famous. So Meek needed the prison time later. Uh, the prison time, a weird thing. Usually prison time kind of ends people's lives. For in some of these cases, you go for the right amount of time, really spark you. Now Meek is a favorite in uh, hip-hop circles, sports communities. He's even been name-dropped in just in regular entertainment, lifestyle, culture, which is surprising. I don't think he's that good, but we'll get into that on another show um, because I really want to make fun of Meek Mill, I guess. I don't know. Um, so, moving on. Oh, by the way, great other sound, Gucci Mane. Brr, like the, brr, that noise. I mean, Migos has a lot of, no- I, I could go on, I could do a whole podcast separately on rap noises um, and hype men. It's a whole other thing. But um, anyway, back to this album. This is going Daytona, probably the favorite for best rap album of the at the 61st annual Grammy Awards coming in early February. Um, and this was his first album after 2015's King Push Darkest Before Dawn. Um, and it was going to be called King Push and he changed it to Daytona, which when most people think they Daytona, they probably think of the uh, Daytona 500 or they think of um, the city in Florida, perhaps Daytona Beach. But it's actually in reference to the a signature series of date Rolex watch, which, um, if you know anything about these, these are like at least twenty thousand dollar watches. And the most baller thing he said was uh, he changed the name from King Push to Daytona because quote I felt it didn't represent the overall message of this body of work. Daytona represents the fact that I have the luxury of time. The luxury only comes when you have a skill set that you're confident in. Even in his quote that was separate from him rapping, it still has that lyrical feel to it. The luxury of time, talking about a luxury timepiece. It's such a good meaning, and he has so many great lyrics like that in these songs. Um, And actually, I'll get into some quotes that he has behind his own music later. Um, But anyway, the album, the whole album talks about, um, (sighs) excuse me, there's references to Drake's um, ghostwriting rumors, which he followed up with in freestyles and made fun of Drake even more, talking about him having a porn star's child. And anyone who makes fun of a guy who played a paraplegic is on my team. So all team push, team good music. Uh, another connection for last week, actually, the Pusha T part of the good music uh, group with Kanye and Common and Kikuddy and Sci High and Big Sean, uh, a, a blast of great artists. Um, and Daytona actually was widespread critically acclaimed. Um, an average score of 86 based on 20 reviews on Metacritic. Um, and it really makes it, and what a lot of people talk about, it, it's sample heavy, but it really builds on his style. Pusha T, I thought when I first, like, the reason I liked him so much is that all of his lyrics talked literally about the same thing, drug dealing, and 
in different ways. And he had like a million different ways to talk about it. Um, and now he's kind of built into more of the luxury, the lifestyle, the fashion. I mean, he's even got his own collabs with Adidas and different brands. He's really made his own. And it's crazy to see, you know, I was, I followed clips since they really started in 22, 2002 with Lord Willen. Um, even before that with the funeral, which was their first single when they, in 99, but when they hooked up with Pharrell and they did Lord Willen, followed by Hell Hath No Fury. I mean, I have all of their music. This this is one of the few artists I have every single song of theirs on my iTunes because I love their stuff. Uh, if you don't know Clips, listen to them. If you don't know Push, get on it. I don't. You don't need to get into We Got It For Cheap Volume 1 through 3 um, because, frankly, once you get it for cheap once, that's plenty. They can't have four or three volumes of you getting it for cheap, even though you've had two studio albums that by that time that were incredibly successful um, and your brother has now become a preacher. Um, but again, they did a tremendous, amazing job. And frankly, some of his best songs are these singles. I mean, there's Grind In, When the Last Time are absolute classics. Uh, kind of like a big deal with Kanye West was an, a banger off Till the Casket Drops. But again, why did I choose the games we play? The games we play is amazing because it's a very simple song it's really only about two and a half minutes long um and the whole thing is just an amazing amount of him talking about the amazing things he does with his life and lifestyle and how to hit to push a t it's i mean it's a wave of excellence even the first layer there's no music video for this one so i won't be making a reference to the video but even the first, the intro to it, which I played at the beginning, is drug dealer benzes with gold dinger, diggers in them in elevator condos on everything I love. It literally means nothing. Nothing. The, the, the article, the intro means absolutely nothing. And Pusha T himself even admits it. There's a great thing, rapgenius.com. Pusha T does a great job of annotating his articles. And one of the things he said about seven months ago when the article came out, he said, quote, a lot of times when people hear ad-libs, they don't realize that they're not written down. That's just a feeling, and you go with whatever that feeling is. You put on the headphones. I won't even be looking at the mic. My eyes might be closed. I'm about to get into my verse. I'm asking for a lead-in, a little bit of runway before I start my verse, and whatever comes out is what comes out. That's just what it made me feel. Think about if you heard music and all you could think of was an assortment of nouns that makes you seem super rich and super gangster. That is unbelievable. And yes, I did go gangster with an ER because, I mean, look at me. Um, I'm a man recording a podcast about hip-hop in his fucking closet. And yet, that's what he thought of. Drug dealer benzes with gold dingers, diggers in them in elevator condos on everything I love. I don't know why I keep saying gold dingers. Uh, this isn't a home run derby. I'm not Chris Berman. I don't get it. It makes no sense. But all the, 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 the sentence makes no sense. It's nothing. He admits to it being nothing. But it's the flow state he gets in. He just talks about how... He feels it. This beat, the beat is so amazing on this song and it goes hard. And you know what? The first thing he thinks of is drug dealer Benz's with gold diggers in him. He just thinks about how luxury it is. Um, and while I do like the rest of Daytona, this is unbelievable stuff here. Um, and the rest of the song is very much all about that kind of crazy lifestyle that he personifies really and that's the thing i really like about pusha t is pusha t while he does personify that luxury lifestyle you'll see in the rest of the song he really gets into so many different things which is kind of what i was talking about rap 
his raps earlier where he would just talk about drug dealing and he would say it in so many different ways. Now he's expanded his subject matter so far. You really see it here. Even in the in the first verse, he starts, this ain't a wave or a phase because all that shit fades. This lifestyle's forever when you made. He talks about this a lot in his album is that he believes that the next generation rap, the current generation rap is one of the greatest that there is. It's the greatest generation of lyricists, great producers, and great artists across the board. Um, but he doesn't feel that the previous uh, the previous things, it's not that same wave, it's not the mumble rap, it's not that kind of stuff. He thinks there's a lot of people out here who are bringing big things to the table. And he's actually very collaborative. He talks about this on a lot of his songs, about how he loves the people he works with. Um, and the only time you really get him into a diss track is, which I mentioned before, is this thing about Drake. And you know what? If he's going to go all go all Stormy Daniels lawyer on someone, I'm all for it. Uh, he, <laughs> he, he can fight with the best of them. And that's why I love that lyric there. Um, but then he'll come straight at the people who critique him, too. Um, one of the things that comes right out of this tweet, they tweet about the length that made him wait. What the fuck you expect when in and we got a cape and he's great. Uh, one of the things that we see so often, I've talked about previous episodes, is that people on Twitter, there's no spot for anyone to hide. People will armchair quarterback on about anything and talk shit about the terrible stuff going on in rap or things they don't want to hear or just the fact that they artists take longer to come up with their albums. Uh, Pusha T is even quoted saying that it's all about breaking rules. This is rule breaking rap. It's like everybody's doing 20 songs and when he's unquote and he was talking about how people wanted him to come up with a new album and not wait three years between albums and he's like he doesn't want to give you 20 trash songs i think not many people appreciate that it's like going to work and perfecting he came up with seven tracks that he's very proud of um and old ass men and weird weird dudes just love to call him shit for waiting so long and you know what that's really dumb now can they make fun of kanye west for wearing his dumbass maga hat and requiring an Airbnb rental in every country on earth just to get a new album out? Sure, but you know what? If it produces great tracks like this and great albums, who the fuck cares? Let them do their work. They're the artists. That's what this shit is. If you want to get an album out for Pusha T earlier, go listen to someone shittier. I mean, you, there are plenty of artists that release tons of albums every year that are trash, and they all sound the same. But this album is a lot different than previous albums. Yes, it has the same bangers, but Pusha T has great words on it. Um, and, you know, the fact that he's willing to take these shots at different people and come across the board is fine. But, you know, and then he comes right back with ovens full of cakes that he bakes, still spreading pace. The love just accentuates the hate. This is for my body building clients moving weight. He's all about drug dealing. He's all about baking those pies, being the baker's man that can bake as fast as you can. Uh, wow, I sound so white saying that. God, I hope I never listen to that portion of the podcast. Um, but then he goes back to the club. He's saying that play amongst the stars like the roof and the wraith, which is a, it's, he's talking about the club. He wants people to come and play with him in the club. He knows that it's going to be a fucking ball out there. And this song is essentially talking about celebrating the people who are the ballers, the people who still step up, the people who make great product, whatever it is. Um, yeah, for him, he's obviously done many things in his career. He's been successful about drug dealing, clearly. I mean, that's that's all his early career is about, but now he's living a different lifestyle. Even though he talks about being so rich you don't even need jewelry on, he's still, he's still eccentric and got that style. I mean, this is the 
the whole refrain of the song. These are the games we play. We are the names I say. This is the drug money your ex and would claim he makes. Uh, he he knows this is all about being that guy and getting the attention of women. So, you know, even if he's talking about whatever your ex-man talks about, how great he is, how great he is, he's still the fucking man. And he goes out there and says it. And it's, you know, it's funny because I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, rap music is talking about bragging. It's our, oh, I'm the best. I'm the hottest. I'm the, I'm the shit. Yeah, there is a lot of that. There's no doubt in my mind that it is. But there are so many people out here who do it in a creative way. And there's lots of people who are willing to just stand up and say for it. You hear these people, and one of the great examples of it, and um, I've talked about it in previous episodes, when people lean into like what kind of person they are. Obviously, R. Kelly shouldn't lean into peeing on people, but he's already quadruple, quintuple, every single thing down. I mean, look at this fucking documentary. It comes out, talks about all his fucking victims. And the dude's just like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to keep talking about it. And there's articles coming out that he knew how old Aaliyah was when he had sex with him. Even though we already knew that shit. There was literally a song where he talks about having her at an underage age. I think it was 16. Um, And yet somehow people are surprised that this is a thing. Um, But, you know, R. Kelly leans into it. He taunts people in the songs. He knows he's getting away with that shit. And Pusha D does the same thing, but not obviously about sex with minors or peeing on women. Or really anything. I mean, R. Kelly made a 22-episode docu-series about being trapped in a closet. But I mean, there was a midget involved. Um, I, I mean, it was a whole different thing. But if you haven't seen Trapped in the Closet, go check that out. Um, but what I'm saying is it's about people being who they are and being true to who they are, like what, what it is. And one of the things that I actually saw about this today um, was about Soldier Boy which I think all of you remember, and maybe will be an episode down the road if I ever feel super desperate and want to talk about Crank Dat um, because I want a reason to do the dance again. Um, yes, I know all of the dance. Yes, I can Crank Dat Soldier Boy you, Superman that Ho, etc., etc. Um, but it's a very interesting dichotomy because there's someone like Pusha T who talks a big game, he spits it, you can see his growth, and then you watch someone who's like Soldier Boy, he's been exactly the same and has rid the success of one song pretty much into the ground. Uh, he's getting sued by Nintendo because he made false claims about selling video games and being like an emulator, um, and it turns out he's been doing this a lot. He led some scams in the past about a Soldier Boy watch, um, the video Soldier Boy video game system that he uh, was selling on his website was just a remake of something you could find on Alibaba, uh, f- which is the not a carpet from Aladdin. It's the web the the Chinese website, like kind of like Amazon. And um, he decided to sell just kind of scams essentially, and now he's getting sued for it. And while he tweets that everything's all good, dude might be going to jail for some fraud. And while I love bashing Soldier Boy because the dude's fucking terrible, he has no value as a hip hop artist. And frankly, if Crank That didn't exist, the only thing I'd be missing from my life are many videos in college of people doing really dumb shit. But um, yeah, and I have the receipts. Don't you worry about it. I, if you listen to this and you know me, I have that video of you doing Crank That. Um, but it, it's crazy how someone like that who he puts out this song. It's a huge hit. People of all ages doing it. He's got that freaking Today Show doing the dance. I mean, it was a cultural phenomenon. And then he just lets it go. And there's no there's no reason why he should have been famous in the first place. But you see someone like Pusha T, who starts with Grindin', which has one of the hardest beats 
uh, in all of hip hop, and I will definitely do an episode on Grind in the future, um, or Grind in Remix, or really both of them because they're fantastic, and it's hard and it's fast, and anyone who <clears throat> I'm doing it on my laptop, so it sounds really tinny, but uh, that pound was just that beat was so strong, and he's built on it his whole career, and I think that's why he can say things like in his songs, my number's looking like a bank code, because he's saying the only the only accounts you can even see of his all have 10 plus digits in them, like, that's how long they are, and it's, he's got that kind of fucking flair, and I, I love that about him, uh, and yet in the same song, that, and this is kind of what I said before, he, in this song, he does a lot of shout-outs to big-time artists, he talks about to all of my young N-words, I'm your, go- I'm your ghost and your ray. This is my purple date. Save it for rainy days. He's shouting a ghost... Uh, I'm sorry. He's shouting about Raekwon's album uh, with Ghostface Killer, who's all over it. Um, the, the album is called... I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not personally familiar with it, but it's called Only Built for Cuban Links, and it was nicknamed The Purple Tape. Um, and it's one of Pusha T's favorite albums. He calls it the, one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. Uh, now it's definitely something I want to listen to, and I guess I'd encourage others to as well. But um, he gives him a shout-out on the album, showing respect to his elders, showing that passion for it, which is something you can compare to someone like Soldier Boy or some of these young rappers who don't really know the history of rap. They don't respect the old things. And yes, I agree. I'm not someone who knows a ton of old rap music. I didn't listen to it a lot growing up. I like Tupac's music. I like Biggie's music. Um, they're not my favorite rappers because I just didn't grow up listening to them, but that doesn't mean they're not amazing. And it's good to see someone like this who doesn't just shit on the past uh, and try to be like, I'm the hot, I'm the hot dog. Everyone pay attention to me. He knows he's, he knows he's good, but he can recognize that there are amazing albums that he has to live up to. Um, and I think that to me is kind of an interesting way to go about it because everyone thinks that's not really what rap is. Same thing later in verse three, he goes, ain't no stopping the champagne from popping the draws, from dropping the laws, from watching... With yay back shopping, the cause and the women come with options. Caviar facials remove the toxins. It's all of that in one. The first two, the first two lines are shout out to Jay Z uh, because those are a reference to a previous one of his songs. And he even went to the. You don't even have to do this, but he went to Jay Z um, and cleared it from him. And it's just a sign of respect that you don't even think about. You hear those lines. It's just a. It's a quick rap, popping, dropping, watching, chopping, uh, and. That's all it is. And then he just ends it with caviar facials, remove the toxins, where he's just like, I'm getting a spa day. That's it. Now, can I imagine being at a spa and seeing Pusha T next to me? No, because I'd probably lose my mind. But it's just, he's just like, just me at the, he doesn't, even in his quote on Genius.com when he talks about this, he says, basically the bar was just a stunt line. Just me at the Mandarin getting a spa treatment. Mandarin's a very nice spa, apparently. And he's able to just put that in there. It sounds perfect. And that's kind of why I like that he's just able to talk in such a different way. He talks about this luxury lifestyle, but you don't hear Rick Ross talking about removing the toxins with the facial. It's just not the same. It doesn't have the same aggression, but it comes off with the same message that he's a baller. And that's kind of thing. And it's really, I mean, he kind of goes through that same thing here. You know, this ain't really for you. This is for the Goya Montoya, a reference to the Spanish 18th and 19th century painter uh, known for his humble background who talked about a lot about witchcraft and human suffering. Uh, there's a lot of religious references in there hell hath no fury obviously a big religious background with Pusha T's side with his brother um and Diego Leon Montoya Sanchez uh, the formerly the Colombian North Valley cartel we're all learning something he has creative ways even to get in drug dealing that's kind of what I said before where 
his style of rap is so much different than where you hear it before that um, when, even when he's talking about a, you know, for a, one of FBI's most wanted figures, you're learning shit from his rap. I had no idea that Montoya was the, maybe, maybe everyone else knew. And I'm the only person who doesn't know anything about, uh, Diego Leon's Montoya Sanchez, Don Diego, you know, I don't know that shit, but that's kind of where he goes to. And I, I, I love that. It, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. And it's not even a matter of, you know, showing off like he has a not he's a smart guy you can hear him talk and when he does interviews yes he may have kind of the the trappings or the assumptive look of a you know former drug dealer i mean they admit it i'm not this isn't an accusation they admit it in myriad of their songs um and pusha i mean as a reference to pushing drugs like he he's not hiding this shit but he he's clearly articulate he's learned so much about life and being outside of the game it's not part of his life anymore but he can reference it and talk about how you know how his life's kind of evolved past that point you really see it in his raps and then he gets to the point where he's just stunting i mean might buy a bitch some new hips and yanker rib out both a adam and eve reference making a new person as well as the fact that uh he's just he's just got the money to give plastic surgery he'll take he'll be captain steal you girl take you girl and uh, buy him a new hip, buy him new whatever he needs. He, that, he's going to make whatever he wants, and that's amazing. Now, shout out to E40 for the Captain Steelia girl. Definitely going to have another um, episode on that shortly enough because I want to talk about E40 and all his the gift of gab out there. But that's what that's kind of what I wanted to talk about Pusha T because it's something I think a lot of he, people don't really know his background. People don't really think about it. They think about he's just another member of clips or they think about he's just a guy in good music but he's pro he's one of the hottest lyricists in this game and that's the whole reason i do this show to talk about lyrics to talk about the impact they have and how they've really changed um and i've always thought that people think oh you know it's rap music it's so dirty and gross and it's so objectifying of women um it yes there's plenty of that but there are plenty of people like push like and we'll get into more people, but the Lupe Fiascos, the Kendrick Lamars, that really think about their lyrics, have great metaphors, have great um, analogies, have great things you're not thinking of. I mean, if you came into this knowing, oh yeah, we're definitely going to talk about 18th and 19th century painters from Spain um, doing portraits of Spanish royals and aristocrats, congratulations, you're a fucking psychic. That's not how this all works for me, and so that's why I think this is an amazing song. So again, the song is The Games We Play from Pusha T., the album is Daytona. Uh, we're all rooting, all the Rostitutes out here, the true Rostitutes are rooting for you in uh, your fight for album of the year. And uh, hopefully you guys are all listening and enjoying the show. Please, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, hit me up. If you'd like to be, you know, if you have a review, please leave a rating or a review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. I do read them all. Um, and maybe we'll do some fun with them if you leave some funny um, and I'm always up for new so- choices. So if you have a suggestion of a song you'd like me to do, tweet at me at Rossell64, and uh, I will happily, happily take some suggestions. This can be your DJ request time. Um, but again, this is Ross Lipschultz signing off for episode five, the games we play with Pusha T, and I'll leave you with that opening sample that I do love so much and his intro that means literally nothing. Have a good night. is with gold
everything I love.